Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you. And that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com slash group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. That's got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times. So I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com slash group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right, that's it. Now on to the podcast. With only so many hours in a day and only one of you, it can become difficult for you to get everything done that you need to do. That is where having an assistant can help you in your voiceover career. But what can an assistant actually help you do? Where do you find one? How much do you pay them? These are the questions that we're going to be covering today on the podcast. Hey, it's Jason here with episode number 25 of the Voice Acting 101 podcast. This is where I answer voiceover questions sent in by you to help you start, build, and grow your own voiceover career. Uh, Before we get started with today's question, just a quick reminder, I've got a free guide that walks you through the five steps of working in voiceover from just starting out to scaling your business and making it easier to manage. So if you haven't gotten that yet, make sure that you go get it. It's at voiceacting101.com slash get started. Uh, Maybe you're new to voiceover or if you've been in voiceover for years, but you want to take it to the next level. uh, This is the guide where I go into detail on the five steps of voiceover. So go grab it, voiceacting101.com slash get started. All right, let's go ahead and jump into today's question, which was sent in from T. Diaz. Hi, Jason. This is T. Diaz from Boulder, Colorado, and I've been listening to your podcast since the first one. My question is about podcast episode 17. Um, You mentioned you were talking about methods of sending audio files, including how you send them to your editor. And I'm wondering if you might expand on the process of finding an editor. Um, That's something I've been interested in, uh, specifically regarding possibly um, doing voiceover recording audiobooks. So I'm wondering where to find one, when to use one, what to expect as far as typical charges for that service. And um, I'm guessing that that VO Talent would most often use an editor for the longer audio, since it, such as um, e-learning and audiobooks versus, say, commercials. And I'd love to hear more information on this and wondering if you could perhaps um, actually name and recommend one that you use. Thanks very much. The, uh, your podcast, your blog, and all your offerings are really, really helpful to me in my voiceover journey. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to send that in, T. Uh, you brought up episode number 17. Uh, in case anyone hasn't heard that episode, I'm going to leave a link to it in the resources section below. Uh, and episode 17 just talks about delivering voiceover files to clients. Uh, so look for that in the resources section below. But in that episode, I mentioned having an editor as an assistant. And basically, that started because for the longest time in my voiceover career, I was just trying to do everything uh, in the business myself. 
And I remember just working nonstop to record and edit the voiceover and trying to meet deadlines and almost the dread of seeing a new project come in, which sounds silly. But at the time, you know, I just wasn't done with the project that I was working on. And then another one would pop up and it was just a little stressful. And it was kind of just nonstop and a lot of juggling going on to get everything done uh, because voiceover has a lot of deadlines in it. Uh, So that's great for business to be that busy, but it can also be draining uh, just to know that if you don't do something on your list yourself, uh, it's not going to get done. So that part of it is a bit stressful when you're like a one person business. So years ago, I was just happened to be telling my wife, you know, I think it was like a busy week and I was telling her about it and she just said, you know, you should hire someone to do the editing for you because that was taking up a lot of my time. And up until then, I hadn't really thought of that. I didn't know, you know, what it would cost to hire someone or if I could trust someone to do a good enough job. I kind of had this wrong idea that it was something that only I could do. Uh, which now looking back on it, I know that, you know, if you hire the right editor or an assistant, they're going to end up doing a better job than you can do. And then you're going to be able to do more jobs, which is going to cover that cost. So that's kind of a fear that I had, I think, in the very beginning. Uh, But looking back on it, I can say that it works out for the best if you hire the right editor. So for me, it, it kind of all started with hiring an editor, because at that time I was doing a lot of audiobooks. And that ended up working out so well that it kind of grew to having an assistant to help handle the other stuff besides just editing. You may be asking yourself, you know, when is it the right time to hire an assistant? And I kind of think generally there are two times when hiring an assistant makes sense. You're either like I was, just busy with work, you can't get everything done, uh, where you're the bottleneck in your own business. You're slowing your business down because it's taking you longer to do all the jobs. Uh, So if you're in that situation, then that's a good time to hire an assistant. Or the other scenario might be even if you aren't slammed with work yet, but you know that the process is working for you, meaning you're auditioning well, you're booking work, your clients are happy. uh, Chances are you could book more work if you focused your time on auditioning more. If that's the case, then that's also a good time to hire an assistant. It would make a lot of sense to uh, bring on somebody else as part of your team. But if you aren't auditioning enough or maybe you're not booking work consistently or if you don't have a complete start to finish process in place, all that's got to be figured out before you bring someone else on board because that's not going to be like the, the secret ingredient to helping you get work. You need to be auditioning enough and booking work consistently enough first and have that whole process in place before you bring someone else on. Uh, And then just as important as knowing when to hire someone is knowing what to hire them to do, because hiring someone is kind of like duplicating yourself and you don't want to waste your time or someone else's time Uh, because voiceover, you know, it starts out, it's a one person business. Typically a client wants to use your voice for their product or brand or video or whatever it is. And since it is your voice, recording the voiceover is something that only you can do. So that is a job that you have to do. No, that's not a job that you can sub out or you can hire someone to do. That's something that you have to do. But besides that, the other parts of it from editing the voiceover, sending the files, invoicing the client, tracking payments, even uh, marketing or small jobs like updating the demos on your website, these may be important but you don't have to be the one that's doing each and every job within your business. So just think about how you spend your time uh, on a daily basis, maybe a weekly basis, see where your time is going and ask yourself whether or not it's something that only you can do because odds are it isn't. It's something that someone else could do for you in your business. 
And that doesn't mean that you have to hire someone to do the job. That you know, just because you're spending time on it doesn't mean that you need to hire someone to come and take care of that job for you. And that's because not everything that you're spending your time on is really that important to your business. And that kind of goes back to something called the 80-20 rule. You've probably heard about it. It's talked about a lot. But if you haven't, uh, it basically just says that 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. So another way of looking at that would be 80% of your time goes toward things that only account for 20% of your income. So that puts it in perspective if you look at it that way, which means that we're wasting a lot of time and energy on things that don't end up making that much of a difference. So that's why I say before you hire someone, you want to eliminate any tasks that don't make a difference in your business. There are those tasks out there. They feel important, but they're not a priority. They're not going to make that big of a difference in your business. If you aren't getting results from it, then you want to stop doing it and just save your time and definitely don't hire someone else to do that job for you. And from my experience, the highest priority to do's in my business, uh, there's three of them. So it would be making time to audition because that's where new jobs and clients come from. Uh, The second one would be marketing uh, because that's also where new jobs and clients and repeat clients come from. And then the third is doing the work that I'm actually hired to do. So the actual time it takes to record the voiceover or uh, be in a live session. So if I only did three things today, Doing these three would be the best use of my time or my assistant's time. So maybe they're the same for you, or maybe yours are a little bit different, uh, but just know that everything in business is not a high priority. You have high priority stuff, then you have important stuff, and then you kind of have the stuff that really doesn't matter. So you want to figure out which things can be eliminated from your business to save you time in general. But if you can't eliminate it, uh, it's important to some degree, then the next question would be, can you automate it? And just an example, I think I've talked about this in the past, but uh, so if I send an invoice to a client and they don't pay for some reason, it slips through the cracks, happens from time to time. That's kind of a problem, right? Clients forgetting to pay. That's, that's kind of important to the business, but then the task of having to check the invoice and then uh, reminding the client about an unpaid invoice, that's something that can be automated. And I use Spitfire CRM so that when an invoice is past due, it's going to automatically remind that client that the invoice hasn't been paid. So I don't have to think about it. You know, once the job is done, the invoice is sent, I can pretty much forget about it because if it isn't paid right away or in 30 days, then that job of following up, it's going to happen automatically. So that's just one example, but there are several things that can be automated so you don't have to do it. And then you don't have to hire someone to do it, but then the job still gets done. And then finally, if you can't eliminate it or automate it, then that's when you would look into delegating it. And this is where hiring an assistant or an editor can help. Uh, So hiring makes sense for jobs that need to be done. You can't automate it for whatever reason, but it's also not something that you specifically have to do yourself. Your number one job as a voice actor is to be in front of that microphone recording voiceover, either in the form of auditions or paid work. And all the other parts... Uh, they're kind of perfect for an assistant. So once you're ready for that, once you've figured out which jobs you could pass on to an assistant, uh, the first place that I would look is within your network of family and friends. Uh, Just ask around, see if anyone is looking for maybe some side work. Uh, Remember that they don't need to be local to you. They could be anywhere. Um, There was a time that my wife did editing for me. My brother's done it, old radio friends, uh, my sister-in-law. They've all helped me in my business at some point. Uh, either as an editor or assisting. So 
You can definitely look in your friends and family. You can also find someone on freelancing sites like Upwork.com. That's where you're going to post the job. People are going to apply for it, and then you can hire someone. Uh, Some may have prior experience with audio or voiceover, but most aren't going to have that experience, especially if it's a friend or a family member. So you're going to need to take the time to train them. Give them a step-by-step process. Show them how you work, how you do it. You can do it either in person or just record some videos and send it over to them. But let them see how you do it. You can then do a test run, you know, send them something that needs to be edited or whatever the task is. Uh, See how they do it. See if it's to your standards and then just give feedback on the work that they do. But keep in mind that communication is key and it's really going to be a test of how well you're able to communicate what you need. And that's kind of the biggest job for you is describing exactly what you need. That's what takes a lot of effort on your part uh, and just walking them through so that you explain it properly. And then they're going to have to be a great communicator uh, if they have questions uh, so that they can tell you where they're struggling or the the areas that maybe aren't clear. Uh, So go ahead and just start small, start with a small task, and then you can give them more responsibility as time goes on. And then when it comes down to paying the assistant or the editor, uh, you can go ahead and just set an hourly rate like normal, uh, something that they're comfortable with and something that you're comfortable with. Make sure it's fair uh, if it's like an assistant task. Or if it's just editing, you could also just pay them per raw minute, like a per raw minute price. So maybe that's like a, a dollar or two per minute of voiceover that you send. And then that way, the rate is up front. You're going to know exactly what they're going to be charging or what you're going to be paying to have that voiceover edited. And they're going to know exactly what they're going to be earning from editing it. So go with the raw minute price uh, for editing. Uh, And it's going to take time to find and train the person. But in the end, building that team is going to save you so much time. And it's going to allow you to become hyper-focused on what you do best, which is the actual voiceover or voice acting. And I know some voice actors have uh, kind of picked up a side income by editing other voice actors' work. So I think there are websites out there uh, like that. I don't know any off the top of my head, uh, but maybe someone can leave a comment if they do. But for me, I've always gone the friends and family route. Uh, My sister-in-law has been doing it for me for years. She does an amazing job, so I'm very happy and blessed to have her as part of my team. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, If you've got a voiceover question, I'd love to hear it. The best way to get it to me is just to send it in. You can head over to voiceacting101.com slash ask, where I'll get it and hopefully feature it on an upcoming podcast episode. That's voiceacting101.com slash ask. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. 